0: What you're about to hear is a teaser for our new bonus episodes we're doing for subscribers to Beast Inside, the Daily Beast membership program. We have a very special guest with Masha Gessen, who's an author and journalist who writes brilliantly on authoritarians. And we're going to have her discuss with us why we should all care about this subject. Again, this is for Beast Inside members only. To hear this along with the rest of our upcoming bonus episodes, head to newabnormal.thedailybeast.com. That's newabnormal.thedailybeast.com.
1: We're so thrilled to have you today. Thank you. First, I want to talk to you. You wrote this piece in the New Yorker last week or this week or today. I mean, who even knows? In the, in the Forever Tuesday, yeah. Right, exactly. And it was, and I know you've written about this in your books and, and you've written about this before, but it was so struck by it and... I wanted to talk to you about this idea that we kind of got off easy this time. The piece I I published right after the election was, uh, or right after the election, we're still in the election. It's like we're always in March and always in in the election. It's about the concept of an autocratic breakthrough. I borrowed that idea from a Hungarian sociologist, Balint Magyar, whose work I've used a lot. He's brilliant and has developed this very detailed model based on studying the Central and Eastern European democratic backsliding. And he divides autocracies into three stages, autocratic attempt, autocratic breakthrough, and autocratic consolidation. Now, what distinguishes the autocratic attempt is that it is reversible by electoral means. And the thing is, like, we don't know, or we don't necessarily always know when the autocratic attempt is over, when it has passed into autocratic breakthrough. But he suggests that there are structural changes and institutional changes that aspiring autocrats put in place that create the process of autocratic breakthrough. And after you pass through the autocratic breakthrough, it is no longer possible to dislodge the autocrat by peaceful means. So what he looks at is what he calls the vertical of vassalage, which I think is a beautiful term. Weirdly, Putin uses a similar term and has used a similar term ever since he came to power 20 years ago, he was talking about vertical of power or the power vertical. And by this, he meant that, you know, he thinks that the whole sort of system of checks and balances is really unwieldy. You just should have a single command center. (laughs) And, you know, like you figure that you you decide what, what, what needs to happen at the top, and then it gets passed down to the bottom, and that's much more efficient. But the concept of vertical of vassalage is more evocative and more accurate, because it's really, it's like this vertical loyalty network. There are these people who are put in place by the aspiring autocrat who are bound to him because he gave them the power. He often gives them the money or the access to accumulating wealth through power, and they owe him loyalty. And this is a very important thing to modern autocracies, right? They're all like mafia states, basically. So Donald Trump, what I'm arguing in, the, in this piece is that Donald Trump, not only is he refusing to admit electoral defeat, but he's actually trying to activate a vertical of vassalage that he's put in place. And so far, you know, it's not a terribly impressive one, but it's not an unimpressive one. What he has done is he's created these, these verticals that you can trace, you know, from Trump to Mitch McConnell to all the judges and three Supreme Court justices that Mitch McConnell got through the Senate. Or you can trace it through from Trump down to Bill Barr and the Justice Department that he's turned into his personal law firm or personal law enforcement agency and private law firm.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.